The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox is here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. He has brought with him John Juris, Regional VP of IG Private Wealth Management in in Hamilton, and as well uh, touches more on the recruiting side. We'll get to that in just a minute. But first, good morning, everybody. Great to see you all. And, good morning, and Scott. Guess, good morning, John. Good morning. Great to be with and you. And I guess, I guess, Don, uh, the story here is interest rates as we get towards the end of the year, and where the in, where the U.S. is in all of this. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, the tail does wag the dog, and the U.S. being the dog that is, and they literally the starting gun went off this week. They said they are not going to be raising rates. It'd be very unlikely. Now, there's been lots of hints for the last, oh, I'll call it a couple months now, that. It was unlikely there'd be rates, but it was always him and hawing. And you're seeing, uh, particularly in the month of uh, November, how the stock markets have reacted. The bond markets, not so much yet, because they still weren't convinced that interest rates be, would be lower. But the markets in general are were starting to get more favorable, which is great, because uh, you know we everybody had a bit of a, a poorer situation in 22 uh, with interest rates rising. And they saw their portfolios, both the bonds and the stock. It doesn't matter where you put your money last year in 22. It was not a great place. But this year, it was, it's was. it been kind of cautious, let's say. And then this happened this past week. And it's like, okay, not only we're not going to raise rates, it's likely we're going to have probably three rate cuts coming in 2024. 20, and so you're seeing uh, the, the stock markets also went up. But then the bond markets, those are the ones that everybody thinks are very safe. Well, they are safe. You know, their people are paying their interest. Governments do pay their interest on time. However, the volatility of bonds does go up and down with interest rates. So 22 is one of those years where you got to go to the late 1800s where it was that bad for bonds and stocks in the same year. Well, now we're starting to see that reversal. So it's all about sticking to the plan. Listen to your financial planner. Um, things change. It, it These will not stay forever. Everybody likes to think it's just like, it's going to continue either going up or going down. No, it's all about averages. So whomever you're speaking with, your financial planner should be going through a very well-balanced portfolio and looking at what is your average return. And this is how we get to averages. We never have, say, if equities average 7.5% a year, we rarely get that return. It's like the average family has two and a half kids. Okay, you've yet to see that family. Okay, you may average that, but that's just the average. Okay. But you know what? I've got, I'm really fortunate to have John Juris here. Now, I've known John for over 20 years. He started with IG. Oh, he can let you know. I think it's 35 years now, John. Uh, pretty, uh, 1990, actually. 34. Okay. 34 uh, years coming up. 34 30. years, yeah. Yes. And uh, you know, he's the regional vice president, and uh, he looks after the office and compliance and recruiting and basically everything. So, you know what? Probably better if you said what you do, John, rather than me. So, Anyway, thank you for joining the show today, and I welcome you, and it's uh, great to have you aboard. Well, uh, thank you, Don, and, and, and uh, good morning to you as well, Scott. It's great to, uh, great to be with you again. Uh, yes, Foxy, as you mentioned, I've, uh, I'm in my, my 34th year now with, uh, with IG. I joined not, not long after you. I've, I've uh, dedicated, I guess, my entire working life and career to, uh, 
to IG Wealth uh, Management. And, and for the last now 21 years, I've had the privilege of being the regional vice president for IG in Hamilton. And as you just uh, rightfully acknowledged, um, my role is a little more macro maybe as it relates to what you do on a day-to-day basis. I'm basically responsible for uh, for managing everything and anything related to our region office. And and today we have the the privilege of managing a little more than $1.1 billion on behalf of 4,000 families. So, you know, wow. I spend a great deal of my time, you know, ensuring that we're doing the very best that we can, all of us, to provide a level of uh, service that that not just meets, but exceeds the expectations of all the clients that we have the privilege of serving. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, we look back, we both had, both had started our careers with IG and, and I'm sure we're going to be ending our careers with IG at some time, but boy, what an evolution. Things have really changed over the years. You know, the whole industry as a whole, you know, you go back to, you know, I started in 85. If you look at back in 85, it was like just the cusp of what is financial planning and IG was leading the pack at that time, but it was a bit of a wild west. You know what? Um, people were, you know, it was a crossover. I, I started right in the financial planning route. There was thing, a new program called the CFP. Um, it was called a chartered financial planner at the time. Now it's certified. So, and, and that was kind of the way IG has always separated themselves on the financial planning field. But it's, this has gone mainstream. It is, it is a purely a great career, a great profession, and people need financial planning. Well, boy, you know, I, I couldn't have said it any better. And, you know, what's interesting is, you know, both you and I were snot-nosed university graduates when we when we joined IG. And, and and very rarely now, the world has changed and our industry has changed, as you've rightfully acknowledged, Don. And let's not forget that IG basically trained everybody and anyone related to the financial services industry in Hamilton. I, uh, most people probably wouldn't uh, know that Michael Lee Chin got his start. Uh, with IG Wealth Management in downtown Hamilton decades, decades ago. So it seems like we've we've hired and trained the entire industry. But, you know, you're so right. Although the, you know, the industry has changed, here's what hasn't changed. And, and, and Scott, as you can appreciate, where I spend a great deal of my time is in analyzing uh, data and statistics as it relates to defining the financial landscape for the average Canadian family. And, and what we're seeing post-pandemic is that families are spending – well, they're saving less than they've ever saved. They're spending more than they've ever spent under the crushing weight uh, of inflation and rising interest rates. Uh, debt to disposable income today resides at historic highs. As Don knows, most of the people that we sit down with, you know, really have inefficient risk management portfolios or plans. And, and additionally, again, most of the people we meet with initially haven't done nearly enough to ensure that their wills and powers of attorney are up to date. So when you marry those financial challenges with the challenges of raising a family, raising children, getting them off to arenas or gyms or fields or educating them as I'm going through right now, mm-hmm. never has has our role been more important. The role of a financial, uh, the role of a financial advisor, and 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 you know, as we continue this conversation this morning, I'll share some interesting statistics with you that really. I think emphasizes why now more than ever, working with a trusted advisor, a certified planner has never been more important. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, John. I just spent uh, a day with a friend of mine who left IG recently, uh, you know, it'd be back three years ago. And he's what we call a competitor now per se, but he's left to a different company. And he, it's amazing. He's talking about who are the top people in all the companies, as you mentioned, and they're all XIG people. <laughs> Okay, they all do financial planning. The uh, the most, and I, he's going everybody by qu- 
nobody knows financial planning better than IG. And this is him telling me this. <clears throat> and so, <clears throat> excuse me. So when I look at this and he says, this is IG's training is by far the best. And we have a financial planning ethic. That's what separates us. It is, it is not an investment ethic. That is the easiest part of our job. Yes, we do that. We invest properly. We allocate. We do all this. But that's where their story ends and our story just starts. Because then we go into the tax planning, the estate planning, making sure we've looked after them as a family overall with all their right. needs. And so it's so interesting when I, after chatting with him, he's naming off these people and all these top people are all XIG people. And to this day, there's not, it's not even close. So yeah, to your point, John, um, I, di I didn't know how, I knew we always trained uh, call it the whole field of financial planners out there, but we do more than that. We train the best. Okay. But that being said, now we're finding all these trained people are, it's almost like a boomerang. They are now leaving different institutions and coming back to home, call it, or, or start, or they never worked with IG and they're coming back to IG. Um, why is that, John? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's really an interesting trend on because you should, as you know, I've almost dedicated my entire IG career to, to the recruitment and development of new advisors. And again, to our earlier point where you and I were, you know, joined IG right out of school. Uh, now what we're finding is, is from a recruiting perspective, more than ever, we're attracting industry advisors. In other words, uh, uh, men and women who currently are in the industry that, that maybe are looking at redefining themselves professionally. And very quickly, I think the three reasons it's, it's it, organizationally, people are looking for stability of ownership. They're looking for scale with respect to, uh, you know, the, the various business measures that we, that we embrace and depth of resources. And finally, the reputation of the business. And as you know, collectively, we have over 70 years of experience. And I know I can speak for you in saying that we have always been motivated in everything we do to not just enhance and promote, but to protect our brand. And, and I think just given the, the reputational strength of IG, given our, our pedigree, given the fact that we're owned and operated by one of the most successful, uh, really, families in all of Canada, not just domestically, but internationally, I think given all of those reasons uh, might explain why we're not just attracting advisors uh, from other organizations, but repatriating, as you know, many that actually left IG and have decided in their words that they want to come home. Yeah, and you know, and we're going to go through those three facets that you kind of just glazed over. But yes, the that family, by the way, that is the major shareholder of IG, are, is the Demeray family, one of the few billionaires in Canada. Yep. And yes, they are the largest shareholder of Power Corp. And yes, their reputation um, in a book called The Titans, they they talk about who are the leaders in the world, and they are some of the leaders of the world. They actually make changes that affect more so than politicians do in terms of the, the goods and services and business relationships that go on through all the different countries in the world. And they're one of those titans, if you will. And it is quite interesting, but yes, uh, and we're part of that. And we're part of that and that stability that you mentioned. It is so nice to know that you're working for a, con a company that it's still an independent. You're still working for yourself per se. You still work good to create your own company, Absolutely. but within this company, that is the mo one of the most. Now, there's some other some banks that are quite large, but we have such great resources that we're only going to get better, and the track record only proves it. So I want to get on. You know, after the break, I want to go through what separates IG 
from the rest. And I know, John, you you deal with this every day, so it'll be interesting. It's always good to hear it from somebody else other than me. So we are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox is here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management, along with John Juris, Regional Vice President, IG Private Wealth Management in Hamilton. You can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Going to take a quick break here. We're coming back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning our financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox is here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management, along with John Juris, Regional Vice President of IG Private Wealth Management in Hamilton. We can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. We're talking about uh, the ins and outs of financial planning and a little behind the scenes stuff here. Yes, it's kind of interesting. We always talk about, you know, what's a good financial planner, you know, a good plan for the listener and maybe tax tips and how to improve their own situation. But we often don't talk about the industry and what makes IG different. And also if you ever did be, want to become a financial planner or if your kids or grandkids were thinking, okay, this is an industry I would like to look at as a potential industry. You know, how do you get into this industry? What's the best way? And I know, John, that's what you do every day. So first of all, though, I just want to delve a little deeper. You mentioned the three reasons what separates IG from the rest and why, why should we look at IG rather than another uh, financial planning company per se? Well, again, it's a great question, Don. And I think that, again, as you can appreciate in my role, if I'm, if I'm talking to someone about uh, a potential career opportunity with us, you know, the first question I get is why, why IG over everyone else? And, and I think that if you're, if you're an existing advisor listening this morning, or perhaps as you just mentioned, someone that's looking at getting into the financial planning industry for the first time, from my perspective, there are three key organizational features that you should you should be looking for number one is related to the stability of the organization and you have to ask yourself the question do they have a pedigree of of productivity and, and again uh, to reiterate the point that you made before break i mean we are owned by the demaray family one of the most successful uh really the uh, business families not just in canada but globally over the last 40 to 50 years secondly it's it, it, from my perspective anyway, it's going to be impossible to survive in this. A company can't survive unless it really possesses economies of scale or, across every facet of the business and, and specifically as it relates to to technology and, and to product. So if you yeah. cannot create create scale, it's going to be very difficult to survive. And I think the third thing and, is and just and just talk, yeah, just go, go ahead, back yeah. on that for a second, John. If you look at technology as an example in scale, um, what a difference from when we started and we had to fill in, there was a, a green form for uh, non-registered and a blue form for registered or vice versa. <laughs> there was two things. Okay. And that's what you filled in now. And, and we add, and we had 19, we had 19 funds. And if it was a blue fund, it was safe. And if it was a red fund, <laughs> it was, it was da dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, they could actually put them. It was like a centerfold was all the funds laid out on a scale exactly. on the bottom that showed from a, a, a mortgage fund at one end and Japanese equity at the other end. And that's how we, we looked at risk. 
And, you know, it's, it was very it's true as it was then. But boy, have things changed. And you can't do this on a one page document to say, OK, here's a risk anymore. And not, not just us, the industry at large, it has changed immensely. So if you don't have the computer system, it's one, OK, a perfect example. Salesforce is a, a nice culture. It, it's, it's almost like an environment itself. And if you can go buy it out of a box and you can buy a thing, okay, you go in Salesforce. It does nothing for you. You now have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it for your own company. Okay, personalize it for your company. And we're still, after, I don't know, two years of this, co- of this program, that we're still improving on this. And so what company, if you're just a, a smaller company out there trying to embrace technology, which you have to do, there's no choice on this how are they going to have the funds and to be able to keep up with the changes in technology? Well, it goes back to what I said earlier of just about economies of scale. And that's what you really have to evaluate whenever you're considering the kind of organization that, you know, that you want to represent long-term. And I suppose if the pandemic, if there was, if we can extract any positives from the pandemic, Don, as you know, it really forced us from a, from a digital and a technological perspective to get to a space far quicker much quicker than, than where we than where we had to uh, uh but having said that too even from the product side uh and this really ties into the third point uh, you know as you know when you and i first started we kind of managed our, our our own product on our own product shelf we don't do that anymore we right. subcontract all of those you know all of those decisions uh now out of out of toronto uh, toronto through our partnership with uh, with mckenzie so we are aligned as you know, with some of the best money managers on planet Earth, be it, uh, be it as I mentioned, Rockefeller or BlackRock, PIMCO, uh, the largest um, manager of fixed income in the world, um, uh, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price. I could go right down. I could go right down the list. And what's interesting, and it really leads to the third point that I was talking about, and that's really the reputation of the business. Uh, you know, these organizations are coming to us. They're coming to to IG Wealth, and they're saying, "All right, if we're going to look at aligning ourselves uh, uh, with somebody in Canada." Canada, to create a partnership in Canada, who are we going to do it with? And and, and uh, for example, Damon Murchison, who you and I know very well, dear friend, a dear friend of both of us, who's the president and CEO of IG Wealth Management. He was just in Manhattan just a couple of weeks ago with an entire team of senior leaders from IG talking to all of the folks from Rockefeller. Rockefeller approached us. Again, Rockefeller, one of the most, you know, one of the, from a financial planning perspective, one of the most recognizable names in the U.S., you know, they're coming to us and saying, okay, if we're going to partner and, and we're going to establish roots in Canada, who do we do that with? So again, when you consider stability of ownership, when you consider scale of business and depth of resources around technology and product, and then finally, when you consider reputation, these are the three things that I think differentiate us from the marketplace and really, and ultimately the three organizational features that you should be looking for if you're either in the industry or you're looking to get in for the first time. Yeah, it's kind of funny when you're, you're talking about Rockefeller approaching IG, and they've done a lot of homework. They've gone through the whole gamut to decide which company should we partner with. And we're talking about, okay, if they had to bring a book to IG, they have to say, okay, who do we want to align ourselves with reputation, scale, all those things you mentioned. And yet, when you look at a planner, if it's good enough for Rockefeller to come to IG, <laughs> it's got to be good. For as somebody in the industry to say, okay, you know what? Maybe IG has really turned the corner. Now, we're always good at financial planning, but products we were 
I would say we didn't offer as much as some of the competitors out there. Agreed. That's all behind us now. That's way, this is old news, by the way. This is way behind us now. And so when you're getting companies like Rockefeller, there's a whole company coming to us. Um, and we're now seeing many planners looking at our shelf and saying, okay, IG has it together. They know what, what the consumer wants, what the needs are. They offer not only a fantastic product shelf, but they have the financial planning ethic that is ingrained in them from day one. And you're marrying those two together. It doesn't get much better than that, John. No. And, and, and then when you consider all of that, and then, you know, you're asking me earlier about what differentiates us. And, and then you look at the educational component, because I think that's just as important. And, and, and particularly when you see what's happened, not just in the Canadian economy, but the global economy and, and, and the market over the last year and, in in uh, in particular, and I know that you you address this almost every week on on the show, but but our commitment to education and making sure that that the consultants that represent us are the very best at, at ensuring that they're taking care of of their clients. I, I'll give you like a real simple example because I think it really ties into what you know you you let off the show with this morning. But you know it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, in, in, in times of volatility, people always fly to safety. They look for the guarantee. And uh, we talk about inflation. Inflation still, you know, it, although it's come down, it's still very high at about 3.1%. But let's assume, for example, you're listening this morning and, you know, you're a little concerned about volatility and 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 some of the fluctuation in the market. And, and you're just looking for the guarantee, the safety. You, you could probably still find a one-year GIC for around five and a five and a half percent. But as you know, Don and Scott, if that if if that money is held outside of a registered plan, either either an RSP or a TFSA, it earns interest, and interest attracts taxes. And if you're in a forty percent marginal tax bracket in Ontario, your five and a half percent now is down to roughly you know three, and inflation's at three. So your net your net return after taxes and inflation is zero. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's zero, and you know. The, the challenge, I think, again, is that we're not, we don't manage money to our earlier point. We manage emotion. And, and as you know, you and I have been trained. We have been trained over the course of our respective careers to show people how managing uh, managing volatility and managing fluctuation can actually work to the, you know, to the, to the clients, to the clients uh, benefit. And, and again, as you rightfully acknowledged at the outset with the feds announcements yesterday, and, and I know it's been a bit, a little bit of a bouncy ride this year, but, but the TSX, TSX S and P is up over, up over 7% year to date. The S and P is up over 24%. And as long as you were focused and disciplined and, re, and remained patient, we can really show you, how to make that volatility work to your benefit. So again, from my perspective, after three decades, one of the things that I think that really differentiates us from a competitive advantage perspective is our commitment and dedication to to teaching and to education and training. Well, thanks, John. And this is, again, this show is, uh, on its own right is, is all about trying to improve a client's uh, a listener situation. How do you improve that? How do you make it better? How do you make it more tax efficient? These are all financial planning tactics that, that you know, and at the end of the day, we care. When our client says they want that five and a half percent one year GIC, it's almost, to be honest, when when this is happening and I've, we've, you know, 38 years later, it almost means that the markets are ready to go up. Okay. When the average person is saying they want the guaranteed products, they never say that after the market's been doing well. Okay. They only say it after they've done poorly and they love to sell low. They don't love it, but this is human nature. They love to sell low 
and they and and then they sorry they 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 sell low and buy high and obviously you're supposed to do the opposite and this is all about you know cognitive investing approach you have to understand this is again it's about caring um we care well, about how, how, how many calls do you and i get when the when when the market's up 24 percent calls of congratulations never <laughs> yeah yeah i got a couple because i was complaining because nobody okay. was calling me so anyway <laughs> but it's okay well you're okay you're, but generally you're speaking you're right <laughs> you're an outlier buddy i get all that but uh, but for the most part people aren't congratulating us when markets are going through the roof but the minute the market sinks right the phone's ringing off the hook and it goes to my point earlier that that you know that that we manage emotion. Understandably, people, it's hard not to separate emotion from basic financial planning de decisions. So part of our job and our role as comprehensive planners, part of the nobility, and you hear me talk about this, Don, all the time, nobility associated with our work, uh, to use your words, is really to hold the hand of our client to make sure and to remind them why we've set this financial plan in motion and why being disciplined and patient uh, why that's so critical to ensuring that the financial pla plan over the long term is successful. Yes. And it's, you know, what we've talked about on the show so far is, and most of the time we're talking about the client level and, and that's great. That, and that, but again, now you're looking at the next level with John and it's about the, in, you know, the industry, the training, the recruitment of people like myself in the industry. And then of course, then there's the, macro level of the ownership the demo rays and what they're attracting let's get back to that middle level here for a second john so if you're if you're in, in front of uh somebody somebody comes to you and say okay they got a um a practice worth 40 to say a hundred million dollars um and why should they leave that company now and now say okay i'm coming to i'm I, i'm gonna come over here because i feel you have more to offer what, what's the advantage to them? Well, I, I think it's two things from my perspective. It's a really good question. Number one, it's basically taking a look at where you are today and 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 then comparing that to what we have or have to offer rather from a holistic financial uh, planning perspective. That that's really one of the it's really one of the key features that attracts even existing advisors today to our platform. Our platform has never been built like it is today to attract to attract industry advisors. I think the second reason, Don, and I'm so glad you asked this question, is that over the next decade, we're looking at an, un, an, an unprecedented number of existing advisors working in the industry today that will be retiring. And like mm. every other, like every other professional practitioner, they're going to be looking not on like say a doctor or a dentist, for example, they're going to be looking at selling that book of business that they've dedicated a lifetime to building. So one of the other things that really draws existing advisors to our platform is that our, you know, our, our model to, to basically recognize and reward individuals that have decided that they're going to move on and embrace the next chapter of their life is perhaps one of the most generous uh, in the business. So when you take a look first, just to overall at what our platform offers now, in terms of a holistic financial planning, our culture, our training and education, all the things that we've talked about. And then secondly, when you combine that with our ability to truly take care of them and their families, when they are ready to, to step away from the business, uh, those are really the, the two things that, that probably would attract to, uh, uh, existing advisors to us, perhaps more than any, anything else. And, and I would add, uh, one more, big aspect there's so many other options but the one thing we almost take for granted because we just have lived this environment our whole life is ig university 
Okay, we take it for granted that we have all this help. We have a thousand people at head office that are tax planners, um, tax lawyers, uh, all these specialists. And so we have an online affiliation with all these courses that help us constantly get better at what we do. So it's not one thing, okay, there's a region level where they're where they're trying to, you know, re-educate us further. Then there's the corporate level, but then there's the online level. And this, and it runs deep. Education is the backbone of IG. And it really is. And we build up from that. And this is, and again, I'm, I'm hoping the listeners can, can agree with this because this is what we've been doing now personally on there for about 20 years is educating. And I'm trying to take some of that education that I've been getting um, day in, day out through IG and take it you know, to, to the listener. And I don't believe that's remotely out there, John. Well, maybe we could, after the break, maybe we can expand on that just a little bit more because, I mean, obviously education, continuing education and meeting certain continuing education requirements is a fundamental, it's a fundamental part of what you and I do each, uh, each and every day as, as professional financial planning practitioners. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox is here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. Our special guest is John Juris, Regional Vice President, IG Private Wealth Management in Hamilton. And you can call IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Quick break here. We're coming back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox is here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. Our special guest, John Juris, Regional Vice President, IG Private Wealth Management in Hamilton. You can call them at 905-972-7420. We're talking about education and the ongoing process of uh, education in this field. And John, you're uh, saying how, you know, it's, I've, I've said it's a backbone of IG. And I hear, I hear you got a bunch of numbers that uh, basically suggest the same thing. Well, I, I think that, you know, ensuring that we're, we're up to date on, on what's happening in the industry is, 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 is fundamentally a very important part of our job. It's one of our main priorities. I mean, we have a, an obligation, a fiduciary duty to make sure that, that our clients understand all of the, you know, all of the, uh, the potential pitfalls that could derail a financial plan and, and ensure that we're, we're, we're educated and well-trained to, to, um, to address all of those um, all of those potential challenges again to ensure that the financial plan is moving in the right direction. You know, each year starting in uh, in 2018, and as part of our community program, uh, IG Empower Year Tomorrow, uh, we commissioned something called the IG Financial Confidence Index, which basically tracks and reports on Canadians' overall financial confidence, centered specifically in four areas: their personal financial outlook planning and literacy, their trust in the economy, and finally, their current financial situation. So I just wanted to share with uh, the listeners this morning some of the key takeaways for 2023, and it might explain again why our role as financial planners and consultants is so vital. So this year, uh, keeping in mind that we're looking at a total sample of 2,000 respondents in partnership with Ipsos, uh, one half of those surveyed are, are still concerned that inflation will rise in 2024, and one in five are concerned about their ability to maintain their current standard of living. 
Uh, that should be a red siren, a red flag for, for anybody, for anybody in our industry. With respect to basic needs, 62% are concerned about housing affordability, 39% about soaring food costs, and 56% reported that they are saving less uh, due to the higher cost of living. Now, the one bright spot among the sea of negativity is that the confidence of those working with an advisor was considerably higher than those that are not. And additionally, nine out of the 10 respondents who do work with an advisor said that they believe that their financial plan will be able to withstand, withstand rather, the economic downturns that we've been experiencing, specifically highlighted by, by those factors that we've been facing post-pandemic. So I think what this does once again is it just highlights uh, Don and Scott that the average Canadian family is still very concerned about what's happening, you know, what's happening in the economy that uh, uh, that that people are saving less, that they don't feel that they can maintain their own standard of living, that they're still being crushed under the weight of inflation and high interest rates. And again, it just once again emphasizes how important it is. And I know it's been a common theme of our message this morning, how common uh, or how important it is rather that you work with a trusted uh, advisor, a certified financial planner. Yeah. And that, you know, John, we, the stats came out years ago. It's about, I, I'm going to say about a decade ago, and it just showed the importance of a financial planner in terms of the difference of working with one versus not working with one. And it was double to triple a person's net worth. Okay. A double or triple, like this is huge amount. This is life-changing amounts of whether you have a great retirement or not. And so the industry at the time said, well, this might be, you know, a little too close. It was a financial planning industry that did this. So, you know, those numbers might be biased. Well, they came out again and again and again. 10 years later running, it is showing the exact same result that people that work with a CFP, a certified financial planner, okay, not just a, a an investment advisor, a certified financial planner that have an actual financial plan written um, it may and now written also means, you know, via our portal and our, for our clients, but sure. ones that actually have a plan, they will have a net worth, regardless of age, income, all sorts of factors, double to triple those that do not have a financial planner. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, 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 the statistics support and validate, you know, that, that, that consensus year after year. And again, I would argue that post pandemic, um, what we do has never, ever been been more important. As our old friend again, Joe Jordan, once acknowledged, he said that there is nobility, there really is nobility in our work as financial planners. As a, as a financial professional, we're modern day heroes. And in fact, by providing clients with, you know, with independence, with, with dignity, and hopefully a legacy, you know, we are, all of us, you and I and everyone in the industry, we're part of what I believe is the noblest profession on planet Earth. And, and, it's, and it's interesting, you know, what, what, what really attracted me to this industry 38 years ago was okay yes you could it's a it's a great profession but i remember the person that hired me says you know what if you had somebody that they paid off their mortgage because of you and they invited you that you to the mortgage burning party or somebody retired and then you were invited as their guests and said we i wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the help i had a long way with this financial planner in this case myself um or unfortunately we are now at a funeral and, and, and giving a eulogy 
and you're that you're a trusted advisor so much. You know these people so well they've invited you. Or the wedding or the wedding of the one or of your the children. weddings. The weddings of children exactly. that I've been to. These are all things that are part of our lives that it's way more than investments. Okay. It's it's these are how do we make your life better? Money is part of this. And if we can save tax and give advice and invest properly to have them have not just a, a, a nice life, a fantastic life, because you've made it efficient, you've made these changes, you made them think differently about money, you will accomplish that and your net worth over time is far greater than you. And we take it for granted. I know, Scott, you work with a financial plan every day. You know what it's like. It's more than just the money. It's about planning a person's life and money is part of it. Well, as I always said very quickly, when I started, my friends became clients, and now my clients are my friends. I got the best seat in the house. Uh, we are planning our financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox is here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. Find out more at donfox.net. Our special guest, John Juris, Regional Vice President, IG Private Wealth Management in Hamilton. You can call them at 905-972-7420. Going to take a quick break here. Coming right back for our last segment. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox is here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. Find out more at donfox.net. Our special guest, John Juris, Regional Vice President, IG Private Wealth Management in Hamilton. You can call them at 905-972-7420. All right, getting towards the end of the year here. So we've got some tips. Yes. And the big tip right now for those that want to take advantage of tax loss selling. Okay. What is that? Okay. Tax loss selling is when you sell a stock, a mutual fund, even a rental property these days, because they may have gone down in value and you sell it for less than your book value or generally what you paid for it. Okay. That has to be done. Um, if it's a, a stock, it has to be done by December 27th for it to count for this year. Because it takes generally two days for that to settle. And that would be December 29th, which is the last business day of, of 23. It's hard to believe. Another year's ripped by. But here we are. And it, because of what's gone on in the last couple of years, there might be a, a way to take advantage of this. Now, the nice thing about cap tax loss selling is you can sell it now, take this loss, and you can apply it to a capital gain that you may have already got this year. And mutual funds... They, do, they call it earn this thing called a capital gain dividend every year. And it's basically the fund managers are buying and selling shares for you. And they create this dividend, which is a capital gain dividend, though, because they've made money. They, they bought Royal Bank and they sold Royal Bank, made a profit, whatever the case is, or Bell Canada or, or Shopify, and they made a profit. And they have to send those earnings out to all the shareholders. And that happens at the end of the year. Well, if there's some that have a, a lost position and you can sell them before the year's end, you must take advantage of it now. Those can be used against the capital gains for 23. But not only that, they can be carried back for up to three years. So if there was, a, say, a rental property you purchased. Now, it's a little harder for rental property because you got to sell real quick and that's not happening right now. But if you did have sell a rental property this year and you had a capital loss. That capital loss can be used against capital gains this year and also against the three preceding years. And any losses that you can't use up in those years can be carried forward indefinitely. 
So it's like money in the bank, these capital losses. You have them there always to be used against capital gains um, for the future. Now, what some people like to think, okay, no problem. Uh, Shopify is an example, or, or one of my funds is down, or precious metal funds down. I really like it, though. So I'm just going to sell it, take the loss, and I'm just going to buy it back. Well, that's great, but the government has a rule for that. It's called superficial loss, and you can't do that. It basically says you have to wait 30 days to repurchase that, that investment. So you have to wait those 30 days. You can rebuy it. Now, you can't get around these rules. They have thought this all the way through. You can't just sell it in your non-registered plan and buy it back in your TFSA or your RSP because they will track this. And they know it's still a, super, a superficial loss and they will not allow it as a capital loss. Not only that, you can't say, okay, I'm selling it in my portfolio, but I'm going to have my spouse buy it in their portfolio. No, I can't do that either. Okay. They track that too. Trust me, the government is on you on this stuff. So you can do on, on the other hand, you can buy an investment that mimics your investment. For example, if you said you wanted to sell Royal Bank stock and the banks have been down for the last couple of years and you could get a loss on this. You could then buy an ETF that is only in banks or you can buy a different bank that you hope will emulate that same investment. And you can hold that for 30 days and then buy back the investment you had before. So if you're really married to it. But again, it's kind of funny. As investors, is a difference from an investor and a collector. I find a lot of investors become collectors. They, become, they get an emotional attachment to these investments they hold. I've had this. I worked for this company. I bought the shares. They're so good to me. I own the stock. I'm not going to sell it. And all of a sudden, it's not doing well, and their whole net worth can have a negative impact if it's not doing very well. You need to have fresh eyes look at your portfolio to see, does this make sense as a bigger picture item? And this is where emotion, as John mentioned earlier, emotion ties in with the investments. So yes, do look at that tax plan, that um, tax loss selling, talk to your financial advisor, see if it makes sense for you. And finally, one last tax tip here, if you're an employer out there, and you want to help your employees. Um, this is the time of year that you can give a gift. Now, you can do it all year, by the way. But you can give a gift of $500 or less to an employee. And that's including tax, by the way. And you can go and buy that person a gift and give that, that gift to, say, your assistant or an employee. And that is tax-free to the employee. It's not a taxable benefit. Now, if it's $500 $10, it is now a taxable benefit. You have to stay under the $500 mark. And up until 22, this is new, you couldn't buy anything near cash. And that is still true. But near cash also included gift certificates. This year, in 22, it started, you can now buy a gift certificate from a certain, any retailer. It can't just be something they can convert to cash. And it has to have, you know, who is it for? It can't just be a generic gift certificate. And it is now, you're now able to do this as a gift. So in the past, I used to buy my assistant as an example. She would tell me what to buy. I would go out and buy it. And then I would give it as a gift. And that would be a tax-free benefit for her. I, she could not buy it and I just pay off her credit card. Okay. You actually had to follow this paper trail. 
Um, and I couldn't buy a gift certificate for that store. Now I can at least buy the gift certificate. Saves me running around to actually purchasing the gift. And so that's $500. And there's one other $500 item. It's called a long-term service award. And it's an additional $500 that you can now spend on your employees on top of the $500 annual gift. This gift it can only be done every five years. And so they have to have at least five years of service. And it has to be at least five years or longer since the last gift. So you should you need to document it. So if your employee has been around for five years, you can you can give them a gift for five hundred dollars, and you can give them a long-term service reward for another five hundred dollars for a total of a thousand dollars, tax-free to the employee, but still tax-deductible to the employer. So there's the last couple gifts, and again, another year has gone by. And Scott, it's been great uh, spending 2023 with you as, as it has with John. Thank you so much, gentlemen. A great way to wind up the year. We have been planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox is here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. DonFox.net to find out more. And our special guest has been John Juris, Regional Vice President, IG Private Wealth Management in Hamilton. And you can call them at 905-972-7420. All right, gentlemen, another great year. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And happy holidays to you and all your listeners, Scott. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.